0: Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where it is my very pleasure to invite back Elaine Godley, uh, the founder of the Perfect 10 Wellness Programme. And uh, today Elaine's going to be talking to us about are the beliefs you live by really yours? Elaine, a very, very warm welcome to you.
1: Thank you, Paul, as ever. Um, beliefs um, are a topic that we could talk about for days about um, and I know we don't have an awful lot of time so I'm going to just crack on the beliefs um, that people hold with them come from way way back and it's beliefs that our parents typically or our, our um, key carers um, would be instilling into us without even knowing it so mm-hmm. it might there might be political beliefs they might be health beliefs they might be you know right for wrong whatever it is but it's whatever's going on in around us in our environment when we're up to the age of about seven so the Jesuits have a, a saying give me the boy till his seven and I will give you the man and that mm. is you know just says it all really.
0: Yes um where do we start with this one, Elaine? Where do we start? I mean, it's a fascinating, um, absolutely fascinating. People often say to me, you know, give me one thing. You know, when people are in pain and suffering, give me one thing, one... one. Single out one aspect of my life that I can focus on that, that will change things. And, and we know it's not that simplistic, but for me, Elaine, it would be beliefs. And um, I often refer to the uh, the work of Gandhi and his seven-step process around how our beliefs influence our thoughts, which influence our words, which in turn influence our actions, they influence our habits, they influence our values, and ultimately our destiny. So, you know, to cut all the middle pieces out, our beliefs, they influence our destiny.
1: They and, do, and, they, and also our hope health pool and that's why um, part of the perfect 10 wellness program one of the aspects is beliefs and very simply if you believe that you're going to recover you will if you believe that you're going to die you will it's very simple um, and a lot of people can't get their heads around that
0: yeah and and you know what elaine i could not agree more you know one of the the sort of limiting beliefs if you like is well nothing in life is that simple well actually You know, and I speak very passionately, uh, very congruently around my own journey. It's been well documented from addiction, violence, limiting beliefs, you know, sabotaging relationships, careers, money, you name it, all through deservingness. And you can change that in a heartbeat, believe me. You really can. Uh, And it is that. And it can be that simple if you've got somebody to help and show you how. Um, Yeah. And, and that's
1: where mentoring comes in, isn't it? People who've walked the talk before before us. And so we learn from them. We don't necessarily even have to know our mentors, do we? You mentioned Gandhi. There's all sorts of famous people who've done wondrous things, but there's also a lot of ordinary people who um don't necessarily have kind of speaking platforms, but we can you know listen and learn from them, and we can we can do um some uh some damage to ourselves by taking on other people's beliefs that aren't congruent with who we are.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, that's a very interesting point you raised there, Elaine, because the very essence, the very, um, the way that this speaking from our hearts podcast is set up, it is exactly what you've just alluded to. This, the epitome of equality. So that guests that come on here, you know, I don't care if you're rich, poor, I don't care about all these labels. The, the, the big thing is, and you know, from that mentoring point of view, have you got an inspirational message to share? The fact that you're not well known or you're not rich, it's, it's irrelevant. It's about the power of the message. And, and I think that's a great point you raised there in terms of mentors because we're picking information up all the time. It's all around us, isn't it?
1: It's really exciting. I'm learning all the time. I know a lot about health, um, but I'm not a qualified medical practitioner. Um, But I speak from personal experience and lots of reading and courses and studying. I'm I'm going on another course this week to learn some more stuff. And every single week, I learn something else. Um, And it's, it's it's just amazing. But you have to have an open mind. You have to have a a mind that's an inquiring mind but also that that is challenging so don't just believe what people tell you ask well how do you know why you know these sort of very simple questions So when people say to me oh you know XYZ seems to be a good thing you know, sh- sh- should I do it and I'd say well why are you doing it or oh, well because sense says." told me well that, that's not good enough in my view you need to know why you're doing things um, and you know, if it's something that you believe is going to help you, then, then it will do. If it's just because somebody has told you to do it, then it's not going to work.
0: Mm, absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, the valid point you raised there, Elaine, around, you know, having an open mind. And, you know, dare I say, for people that haven't, um, I find that pain, well, not so much pain, because pain can be useful, pain can be good, but suffering isn't. And I think suffering is a phenomenal lever for people to start opening up their minds because, you know, when we look at the science um, of, of who we are and, and, and you know, what inspires us, and I won't say motivates us because, you know, as I, I do have a bit of a, a challenge with that word, but what really inspires us to shift in our world, it's, it is that the, for the vast majority of us, it is to get away from suffering and pain. Um, and that will from my experience and my knowledge and my research and the countless conversations I've had with people all across the globe, do you know that that's a great way of opening people's minds um, just to try and get away from that suffering. It really is.
1: A lot of people won't do anything, Paul. They, they don't take action until their suffering is so bad that they mm-hmm. literally can't do anything. And That song, the only way is up. And um, it's just so sad that so many people get themselves into that situation where it's, you know, they might know what to do, but until, you know, their hands hanging off or, you know, whatever it is, it's like a stitch in time saves nine, isn't it? Rather than just mm-hmm. um, take some remedial action before things get worse. We seem to be a society that just kind of leaves things and leaves things and leaves things till things are so, so bad. And then um, you, you you have to take action and, and you have to do the really big action. Um, and it's unnecessary, but uh, there we go. We're all different. We all have choices, and and that's what I'm learning along the way. Um, not everybody has my view on life. Not everybody has my energy, um, and um, m- my beliefs aren't everybody's cup of tea. Um, I have some very strong beliefs on certain topics, but I always leave the door open because I could still be persuaded that somebody else's belief, or you know, if some, as I say, I challenge it and make sure it's it's accurate. But Um, And it's it's something that's that's going to serve me, that's useful for me. And um, I I have had my mind changed on occasions. Um, Coconut oil is one of them, actually. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, um, there's a belief that coconut oil is really, really good for us. Um, And the marketing of coconut oil has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, It's actually not that good for us. And um, I have... Reference to two articles which make perfect sense, and um, I need to do a bit more research on it before i I go out there and um, you know show, show more evidence, but I've seen two lots of evidence that um, really uh, has changed my belief. so instead of eating um, well, not actually eating but using it for cooking and, and in various other products, I just simply keep it to, to take my makeup off now. And um, I'm not using it for cooking, but I've, for years I've believed, as many people have, that it's it's really good for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one. Um, if I can just flip off a, a slight tangent, Elaine, and just, you know, for no other reason, I've, I've had a, a thought come into my mind. Um, when we talk about beliefs, I think it's fair to say that we have what's local beliefs, you know, things that's kind of very internal and specific to us. And then there are universal beliefs that are out there you know that have stood the test of time but and 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 for me you you know you, you gave a great example there of you know that well yeah okay, we'd better go to the hospital now because my hand's dropping off well, why didn't you go when you had a little cut in it and we, we you know we don't want to sort of dig too deep on that because as you say, we're all different, and it's not coming from a pace place of judgment. But I just wondered from your own point of view, Elaine, you know, some of, what are your universal beliefs um, that serve? I mean, obviously health is a, um, is, is a prime one. In fact, let me, if I can, let me reframe that question a little. Why is health so strong to you? Why is that one of the, your universal beliefs that, um, that health is, you know, is one of our foundations in life?
1: Good question. Um, It's because I've had um, challenging health. Um, It's never really stopped me from doing anything, but my whole life I've had um, various different health issues. I was born with a kidney disease that wasn't detected until I was uh, um, about 21 years old. And um, I was then put on antibiotics and continued to take them as instructed by the medical profession for 23 years, would you believe? So... um, Mm. Uh, so that's that. That's obviously had a um, a big effect on my overall body's ability to to function. Um, I've had cancer four times, and um, I got through stage four in um, record time of fourteen weeks, and that was four years ago. So, um, and and along the way, there's been various other things that have happened to me. So, I'm a great believer if if we don't look after ourselves we can't then look after anybody else. So if we're parents, you know, husbands, wives, whatever we are, um, we need to put ourselves first, like the airlines say, put your own oxygen mask on first in the the event of an accident.
0: So Mm -hmm. um,
1: if we haven't got our health, we can't run a business. Um, I've run many businesses over the years and I've also um, had a short spell of being employed. And wherever you're coming from, whatever if you have a career or if you have a business, whatever it is, however you earn a living, if you're not fit and well, you can't earn a living. And mm-hmm. if you're not fit and well, you can't support your family. You can't um, you know, enjoy yourself. You can't do activities. So to me, it's an absolute given that you need to do the best you can. And my company, um, my, my, my brand, Perfect Health, is about being the best health you can be on any given day. So every day being um, the perf- most perfect health um, you can um, for yourself. So my perfect health today will be different to what it was yesterday and tomorrow, my perfect health is different to your perfect health, Paul. And, and so it goes on. It's very mm. individual. But w- whatever you call it, however you, however you say, I mean, you, there's lots of people that have got tremendous health challenges and they still carry on despite adversity. They still have a life, um, but it's a different life to how we live. So it's a case of adjusting, but believing that, you know, you are doing the best that you can. And um, for example, with all the various different cancers that I've had um, in the early days, I believe what the doctors told me and just just went along. And then when I opened my mind and found that there was lots of other ways that I could help myself, and I, I now mentor other people through it, um, it's, it's very, very simple but you have to not overthink things so again you you can tie yourself in knots with all this uh, dare I mention the brexit word um, no. <laughs> you know, and all the all the overthinking that's been done on, on that there's been so many conversations about what if this what if that or they believe that this will happen if we if we stay in or they believe this will happen if we go out or you know it goes on and on and on it's a it's a it's a massive example actually of uh, beliefs that are so out of kilter, but nobody knows what the truth is. Mm-hmm. So nobody mm-hmm. knows what to believe. No, um, And we overthink things, you know, to to a, a ridiculous mm-hmm. degree these days, I think. So keeping everything simple, look after yourself, look after your own health, your own world, make sure that your own beliefs are congruent with who you are. So I believe in right and wrong. Um, I believe everybody is nice until they show their colours otherwise. Um so very simple. So very simple beliefs. Doesn't have to be anything complicated.
0: And, and you know what, Elaine? What you've just said there around, uh, you know, just continuing the theme of universal beliefs. The best, you know, the, it's almost cliched about the best things in life are free, but certainly they're simple. You know, I've said this till I'm blue in the face, and I will stand by it unequivocally that. Life is a very, very, very simple game. We, however, with our minds and you know all the stuff that goes off in there, we complicate it. We complicate it. Um, you know, we've fed this stuff as you alluded to at the top of this, um, this podcast episode, Elaine, from um, you know our, our most influential uh, parts of development from an early age are obviously our, our carers, our parents. Uh, you know and no doubt not coming from a place of judgment at all you know they impart upon us from the best of their understanding the best of their consciousness they're doing the best they can from from a point of awareness of what they know now that doesn't make it right it doesn't make it wrong it makes it what they know and with good intention they pass that on to us to you know so we can grow um but I put that in the context of a, a plane taking off at the airport. And if it's just half a degree off course, as it travels down its path, it'll end up in a completely different destination. Uh,
1: exactly. So we don't need much nudging, do we, just to keep on track. But it's when we get completely um, out of kilter with our, with our direction, that's when we when we do ourselves a disservice and everybody around us. So just by keeping on track, just having somebody to nudge us along, um, to keep us focused, to, to see where we're going and, and to know where we're going. Um, and obviously that feeds into another conversation we've spoken about, about, about purpose. You know, we mm. have to, um, we don't have to, but um, if we know what our purpose is in life, then we've got a much better chance of getting to our destination, wherever that may be, or enjoying the journey along the way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. But, and, you know, recently, um, I come up, you know, I, I was... I was kind of in this mini phase of it was only a few hours um, of like okay so purpose because it's such a strong influence in in my life and the work I do okay so what is it what's its relationship with the heart and the mind you know because we're so much about the hearts and minds of you know of people I think the Americans coined the phrase you know in the the first Iraq War about you know we've got to win the hearts and minds of the people and all that kind mm-hmm. of um, stuff and, and I'm thinking okay so where does purpose sit and I thought you know the, the often the the massive disparity between our hearts and our minds um, and I love the song Torn Between Two Lovers because I think it's a great metaphor for that um, is bridged by purpose it's that very strong glue that actually says you know get the heart and the mind talking together let's get you both aligned because how many times Elaine have we come across in you know, in life where people have got a belief, a mental belief around a situation, but the heart's telling them, usually in a relationship context, but not always, but the heart's telling them something else, you know. Um, and I think to have that purpose is actually that bridge between the two. And that's why I, you know, I, I do the work I do around purpose because it's so powerful and influential in our lives. Because if we haven't got a purpose, you know, I often use the the example of a ship in in life's oceans will just if we haven't got a destination we don't know where we're going then we'll just get tossed from from rock to rock every turbulent wave in life's oceans will just toss us aside and we'll, we'll just be all over the place um, if you don't stand for something you'll fall for everything and that's I think is very true around our beliefs you know have a purpose formulate your beliefs around that and as Gandhi says you know, your thoughts, your words, your actions, your habits, your values. And interestingly, you um, know, isn't it around values, how people will compromise their values just to meet their needs. And, you know, the needs are sort of fed, you know, they're all tied in, they're all part of the same van, family. But when people talk about values, um, it's very easy to test people's values because if you give them a scenario around X, Y, and Z, how they could, you know how they could quickly compromise that just to meet a need
1: mm. and and that we see that every, every day of the week don't we my, my example of um the biggest um value statement shall we say that i, I made was 20 years ago I, I walked out of a very very high powered very well paid job um because i my values and the values of the part of the organization I was in were so far apart it just got untenable and I just couldn't I just couldn't carry on so I literally walked out of my job and um, that was 20 years ago and I've um, never done a day's work since <laughs> because I've always enjoyed what I do so, I, so I, um, I'm passionate I, 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 like you say you're blue in the face saying this um, I feel like I've never done a day's work in my life because I've always enjoyed what I do and if I don't enjoy it I walk you know I, I, I change and uh, do something that I do I do like so um, yeah it's, it's very important to um, to be authentic and to be your true self at all times and if you do have to compromise on things make sure it's not a a big big thing so you're not going against your your true beliefs that um, that make you who you are. Mm.
0: I just wondered if we could dig down a little bit, um, Elaine, and and you know between us we can offer I know two very uh, potentially polarised, contrasting scenarios of you know of my journey and yours, and yours particularly around the health. But if we could kind of work through that you know, very briefly, very quickly, that seven-step process of Gandhi's around beliefs, thoughts, words, actions, habits, values, and destiny, how that, you know, with your um, health focus and, and your cancer experience, Elaine, um around your beliefs and how they influenced your thoughts words you know and, and kind of work through the um i suppose the process to you know to share with the listeners actually that is one i believe now what for me anyway that is a universal belief that absolutely has stood the test of time
1: um i've just written those words down behavior thoughts words actions habits values destiny is was that, uh, that the right order,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, the, t- the top one that where you wrote behaviors, Elaine, it's um, beliefs, beliefs, thoughts, oh, words, actions, habits, yeah. values, destiny. So ultimately, right, our beliefs affect our destiny,
1: yeah. Okay, um, I ran a, an online webinar thing last night and um, I was going through my story of, of what I did to beat cancer in 14 weeks and, and other bits and bobs that I've, I've achieved over the years, and um, on the first the first um, uh, bullet point on one of the slides. Um, it started off. Um, it, so, what did I do? And the first bullet point was, I decided to live. And that's a very so. The, the, the belief that I would, you know, I, there was never any doubt in my mind. Um, I truly believed I would get through it, despite the fact I was, I was, you know, given some awful, awful news. So, my belief was, I was going to live, and I was going to do whatever I could. Um, to remain positive so that was my belief that I was going to live I was going to um, beat beat the cancer Um thoughts um, I f- had only positive thoughts only only positivity I mean that's that's me through the middle anyway and um, the positivity and I know I get on people's nerves with my positive attitude because I believe that there's a, um, a silver lining in everything Are you all right there, Paul?
0: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was I was kind of sniggering and when you said that. Uh, um, you know, I get on people's nerves with my positivity. Yes. A little wry smile there, that's all.
1: Yeah. Um, so the words that I, I use all the time, the language that we use is really important. Um, we can talk ourselves in and out of any scenario whatsoever. So, um, of course, I was always talking positively. I was thinking positively and using positive language. Um, at all times, and refusing to 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 go down the negative path. The actions I took were all positive. I I did research. I looked at uh, how I could help myself, etc. Um, the habits were uh, a new way of living, a new way of eating, a new way of you know, new lifestyle. So I very quickly picked up new habits, which I continue to this day. Um, the values, um, to me, value in good health, value in life, valuing um, honesty and integrity and all that kind of stuff really important to me and uh, my destiny um, is is ongoing. My destiny is, uh, I've, I've, I've never reached the end of my road until I take my last breath um, because I've got a purpose and then my purpose is now to help people and um, to be well and healthy and to live a, a very balanced and joyful life.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, all of that all, all links up. Thank you, Mr. Gandhi.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I want to offer a contrasting situation, um, a contrasting health situation, Elaine, and I know we've spoken um, off air about this many times, around my, um, my early years, um, that set me on a, uh, a destructive path for decades. And uh, let's single out one particular aspect, and the demon drink. So from an early age, I was addicted to alcohol, both, physically and psychologically, uh, because of what was going off um, in my background as a child. And And I'm going back to, you know, a kid barely in his teens. So I had this belief that alcohol would solve my problems. And so all my thoughts then turned to where can I get a fix from? And obviously, as time goes by, With anything physical, it's a bit like training the body. If you do 10 press-ups today, then you will get towards a stage where 10 press-ups is not a problem and you're aiming for 20. 20 is not a problem, then you do 50. 50 is not a problem, so you do 100. And it's the same with the drink. It's the same, with, from my experience, most things. And so what started out as a um, numbing the pain actually then turned into so much more and I wanted a bigger hit, and a bigger hit, and a bigger hit. And that bigger hit turned into things that I would then drink, and then also the length of time that I would drink for. Now, to say that affected my words, I'll leave that to, you know, I don't know uh, how many people have actually ever spoken to somebody that's incoherent through drink or, or other substances. It's not a pleasant experience. Because the whole thought process is is just... And so the graphic language that goes with that as well. So my words and my thoughts around how bad the world was. Because I was in survival mode. And my crutch had become alcohol. That's not a good crutch. It's not. My actions then, because all the previous stuff was distorted massively. And we talk about the plane being half a degree. Well, I think my plane was facing backwards um, <laughs> yes. and the actions that then I took within this very polarized black and white world were magnified multifold, particularly when I was drinking, um, in my early days, it was six months on six months off. When I mean six months off on Elaine, I would go literally almost round the clock. Um, and I would just give up. I'd be on park benches. I'd be, You know, I'd lose relationships, I'd lose my heart, I just gave up. And then almost, almost to the minute, six months later, it was like a switch. Right, that's it. Okay, now we're back on the straight and narrow. So there was all this stuff going off. So they were my actions, my habits then. My habits were, were, you know, were, were just sort of the icing on the cake, really, that and and I, and I mean bad icing on the cake, not good icing, because it certainly wasn't sweet um, my habits were such that i wouldn't wash i wouldn't i wouldn't look after myself, I would do anything i'd compromise my old my whole system, my old values around what I truly held inside of me. They all went out the window because I was on this certain path. Now that, in terms of the final one, the destiny, led me to a, a situation which just about, with, took a, within a whisker, took my life. Well, actually through violence, it, it nearly took my life a few times. But I'm on about a non-violent one, which was me actually in a good mood, a celebratory mood, where I went on this massive celebration, or so I kidded myself. Actually, it was just another excuse for a hit. And basically, I come within a whisker of losing my life. And that's when I knew that, okay, this is over. My belief system that alcohol is the answer has now finally been killed. Finally. Now I can start living. So we've con- we've kind of got two very contrasting situations there, um, Elaine. Obviously, through your very positive health-focused one and my very negative health-focused one, but the, the um, you know, to use that term from earlier on, the bridge is the beliefs, thoughts, words, actions, habits, values and destiny approach.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it just shows, you know, what what you believe really has a major impact on your whole life. And it depends where you get those beliefs from. So, you know, hence the title of this podcast, you know, are the beliefs really your beliefs or are they are you living somebody else's beliefs?
0: And that's where, that's where we started, Elaine, or that's where you set the tone very nicely. And uh, as you said, you know, we could go on for hours, um, undoubtedly. There's no two ways about that. But unfortunately, that's where we also have to end it. So, um, Elaine, um, just for um, the listeners' benefit, how can people
1: get in, in touch with you? Through my website, which is www.perfect-health.co.uk. Or just Google Elaine Godley. There'll be all sorts of things that pop up.
0: Superb. Elaine, as ever, sincere gratitude to you.
1: Thank you, Paul.
0: And also to you, the listeners. Until next time, stay healthy.